And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Go pick it up. Let's actually make some... <laughs> And see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit. It's Monday night, so let's find out what the fuck we think. I'm David K. Montoya. And I am S.A. Burbank. We are live in our living room in Apple Valley, California. Yes, we are. Totally live. Completely live. Well. Well, if it get any more liver, we would have to be streaming we would have to be you'd be seeing us instead of just hearing us and Lacey's here walking around the baby's asleep thank goodness no that's not nice no she well, was we... so cute tonight she was talking she's becoming she's uh, very verbal for two years old <laughs> by five she's gonna have her own podcast oh yeah well she may even have one before that i'm thinking about <laughs> it already i'm trying to think of how we can work her into a podcast zocast Zocast. oh yeah Zocast, totally, totally, should be up for it. You know, Jaden and I have actually been talking back and forth about, because, and we've all discussed this before on many shows, and especially quite a few times here on what we think is, you know, Jaden, my oldest son, has autism, Mm -hmm. and he likes to talk. He loves to talk, but he's very shy, And, and I think that has a lot to do with the autism, and he has to kind of feel comfortable. Yeah. And... I've just kind of touched on it, not, you know, pushing him because that's, that's the, the best way to turn him off or anybody with autism is mm-hmm. you push at it. You just touch on mm-hmm. it and then leave it alone, touch yeah. on it and leave it alone. If he knew that it might be beneficial to other kids like himself, would he be more interested in doing it? No. Not necessarily. He's more interested in saying what he has to say, you know, about what he, what he loves, which is video games mm-hmm. and, and Oh, that's cool. That's like cool. That. And we're that's getting cool. closer and closer to um, doing a podcast. What about if he just? What if if you just said, uh, you know, just tell all the kids, not necessarily kids with autism, tell all the kids uh, what your favorite, you know, video game is and why you like it. Would he maybe do that? Yeah, you'd have to catch him on the right day. Yeah, right. And the cute yeah. thing is, is he's actually, he already has a title for the podcast. Really? Yes. I can't remember what it is off well, the top cool. of my head. But he has a title. Well, that's good that he's at least thinking that far with it. That's good. So that's, that, good. that's telling me that he's giving you thought. You know, there's a market for that. Oh, yeah. There are lots of young individuals in at his uh, age, in his age group that are facing life with autism as well who probably would really get a kick out of listening to it. And possibly their siblings who do not face their individual road with autism, but as a sibling of one who is, uh, they might find it interesting to to get feedback, so to speak, from another kid with autism. Excuse me, I'm sorry. As you can hear, folks, I'm still... Still fighting that yeah. <clears throat> bronchitis. Yeah, it'll stick with you for a while. Um, but with him, mostly it, it's to be expected if we could actually sit down and reco- record, um, it would be about his company. That's mm-hmm. what it is. That's mm-hmm. that's his thing. Is he he his passion, his goal, his dream? Why he gets up in the morning is because of his little company that he's, yeah. he's working on, and that's what it would be. It would probably wouldn't be anything more in depth than that. Well, that's okay. And, you know, with me having an opportunity to talk with my kid, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm completely fine. As long as I can keep up with the stuff that he's, you know, talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, would it be on a question-answer format, or would he be able to handle that? Yeah, I think he could handle yeah. that. Yeah. Well, there you go. Speaking of question and answers, thank yes. you for setting me up. Every week <laughs> we go and we pull from the internet. internet um, or the internet. Yeah. <laughs> or the internet. You great listeners, continue to send us questions and comments at what we think at jaselmon.com. And we call this segment the Brown Bag Email Special. Yes, we do. What do we got this week? Well, Big Dave, this week we have, let's see, 
Hello to Sadie and Dave. I hope you read this on air. I know you've known each other for a while now, but how did you two meet, or are you guys really related? Amber Martinez. Well, it does seem like we are, Amber. Uh, I've said frequently, I think of David as a third son. I have two sons of my own by natural, actual birth. Uh, and I have uh, another uh, sort of adopted close friend son in Florida, Frank DeTuro. Hi, Frankie. And, and David is like a son to me also, and Lacey like a daughter. We're very good friends. Actually, they're more than like son and daughter to me on account of we're probably better friends than I am sometimes with my kids. Well, at least one of my kids. My youngest son, Bob, and I are pretty close, and we talk a lot like you and I do. Uh, David, too, but not so much. I have a son, my son, named David, and then you're named David. It's right. all very confusing. In any case... I'm following you. That's the important part. <laughs> Good, as long as one of us is following us. Um, but no, we're not really related, uh, specifically... We've known each other for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. We met at the hospital where we both worked. Yes. Um, I sort of knew who you were, kind of, but you came into the respiratory room where I uh, I was a respiratory therapist at the time. You were monitor tech in ICU, and you came into the respiratory department for some reason. I don't even know what. Probably to bitch about something. Probably. <laughs> and uh, I happened to have with me... Uh, a copy of uh, a children's uh, short story or book, depending Sturry. on how you look at I it. I remember it. That I've uh, written called uh, You Don't Live Here, Orange Cat, Go Home. Oh, I thought Scurry was the first one. Oh, no. Orange Cat was the first one. Oh, okay. And uh, I showed it to Dave because somebody had told me that you were an artist. Mario, wouldn't it? Possibly. I don't really remember who. Mario Martinez, just to pitch that in, was one of my closest and, and dearest friends for many, many, many years. So it mo- most likely would have it come from It could have been him. from him, because I did know him as well. and Or it could have been somebody in respiratory that happened to know that about you, too. I don't know. In any case, and I, why I had it with me, I don't know. I think I brought it in to read it to one of the girls in the department, because mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cute and wanted to see what she thought. In any case, I showed it to you because I, I said, I hear that you illustrate, and I'm sort of looking for somebody that can illustrate because I've written this children's story. And you were very interested in it, and you said, let me see it, and I showed it to you, and you read a little of it, and you said, I don't want to illustrate this, I want to publish it. Which kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't know at the time that you did anything like publishing. I had no clue. Oh, really? I had no clue. I knew nothing about you. Honestly, I knew nothing about you. Which was interesting because by that time, I think we had worked at the same hospital for like four years. Oh, yeah, probably. But, you know, totally different departments. And, right. uh, you know, I'm I'm all about getting the phlegm out and the breathing going on. And so I would come into the department, find out who was needing me, go do my thing and go back out. And I didn't hang around too much and visit. I, well, I did with some of the girls, but I didn't know you that well. So I didn't hang with you that much. In any case, uh, we we actually never did publish Orange Cat or any of my children's books yet. We still haven't found an illustrator for them. Hint, hint, hint. Uh, anybody that's an illustrator that doesn't uh, think they're worth a small fortune let us know. We're interested, uh, especially if you can do cutesy little kids' books, pictures. can be uh, cartoony or not. I've tried. They come out demonic looking. Yeah, me too. Well, I can't even draw stick figures effectively. But in any case, um, in the processes of investigating that, I think Scurry was probably the next short story that I submitted to you and and we talked about well scurry turned into something totally yeah well different. you were the one who said this could be something a lot better than just a kid's book if you're interested and from scurry developed the, the convict volumes uh which are still, still being written. being written as we speak hello <laughs> these many years hence um and those of you who are authors understand that those of you who are not don't and I and it's not easy to explain except to say that uh, writing uh, 
a piece of work is not necessarily like giving birth. If it were, it'd all be over in nine months and everybody'd be happy. Yep. Sometimes it takes a lot longer than that to get it done, get it done right. Anyhow, in the middle of all that, uh, I told David one day, I was talking to him about uh, my time in Africa. Yes, yes. And um, it was like I could hear brakes screeching. <laughs> he just said, stop, hold everything, shelve the convict volumes, which he loved, by the way. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and I want you to start writing uh your, your account of your time in Liberia right now. So I took a deep breath. As a publisher, I was really demanding, wasn't I? Yeah, well, you knew what was uh, a good thing, and I, I didn't. I, you know, I just, it's just in here, I get it out there, that's all. I don't, I don't know anything about direction. I'm, I, that's not what I do. I'm an author. I don't know. Right. In any case, uh, so I did that. I wrote, uh, and, and, and I came up with, the first part of the title, and my husband Ernie came up with the last part, and it's Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner. If you read the book, you'll know why. Uh, shortly, we hope to have it on audio as well, so if you don't read the book, you can listen to the book, and then you'll know why. In any case, uh, Ernie came up with the Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner portion of the title, so it was sort of a family affair. Uh, although I did swear him to, uh, I, I got a, a commitment from him not to read the book. I got a commitment from my children not to read the book. I got a commitment from Frankie and his wife not to read the book. They've bought it. My but kids have bought it. They won't read it. But they will not read it. Uh, my good friend Teresa bought the book. I wouldn't let her read it. Uh, her son, Sean, has been sworn not to read it. There are the people close to me, really close to me, like family. Now, you're close to me like family now, but at the time, it was more publisher-author relationship. Right. And so I didn't care if you read it. Plus, you had to read it. I had I to read it. Yeah. Shit, you were publishing it. But um, people that know me as mom and grandma, I didn't want reading the book. Because there's things in the book about mom and grandma that they just don't need to know. So there you go. I My agree. granddaughters included. I didn't want them to read it. Uh, <clears throat> so, uh, you know, I mean, it's just the way it is. Uh, it's it's a true account. Everything in the book happened. Uh, and pretty much the way it's written. And um, it's, I don't know, how would you characterize it? As far as genre? No, as far as uh, overall effect of the book. If you're looking for an adventure... And this is and, and this is not a joke, and I've said this many, 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 many times to different people. If you're looking for a real-life adventure, it sucks you in from the point where she sits down at the airport and the lady comes up to her, you're in. And that's literally page one. Um, it's an adventure ride all the way through until the very last page. And then even after that, you're like... Couldn't it be a little bit more? <laughs> and and it is. It's a very and there could have been. And there, I've I've toyed, I have toyed with the prospect of writing a sequel. And I could do that, but the sequel wouldn't be uh, of the same ilk. It wouldn't. Right. It wouldn't have the same people in it because it's a different time. It's a different time and place. Right. Uh, so you know, I could I could write a story about what I did after that when I got back to the states and everything, but it wouldn't be the same. I mean, it, you know, it'd be maybe good, but it wouldn't be the same at all. Right. And you know, the funny thing is, as you're talking, and, and then we'll, we'll loop it back to the question, um, you actually came in at a really good time, you know, with, with your writing and the publishing, because at the time, it was Dark Myth Production Studios. Mm. That was the company. Mm -hmm. And I had like 40-something people working for me. Yeah. yeah. And it was the strongest point of the company's yeah. history. Yeah. And so when you came in, we, we had the ability to, to do all these yeah. different things. Well, and it took a year and a half, almost two years, actually, from the time my first keystroke until my last and published. It took almost two years. So, you know, and a year and a half of that was me writing it. Um, and it's not all that long, is it? It's a hefty book. 
I guess. Um, it. I don't know why it took so long. I. Well, yeah, I do. Some of it was hard to write. Well, that, and I eventually had to tell you, okay, this is the last draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because, you know, anybody that writes knows that reread means rewrite. I yes. mean, it's just automatic. And <clears throat> it's, it's. I, I don't think I'm unusual in that at all. I, it's just really, really hard for me to reread and not rewrite. Right. I, I don't think I'm capable of it. I've tried, but I always find a preposition that could be changed or, you know, something. Something that can something be changed. Something that maybe I didn't quite word that the best way, you know. And was I succinct? Uh, did I, you know, I had a English lit teacher, you know, that used to tell me, you don't need 50 words to say something that three words will say. One slaughtered syllable. What is that? I have it on my computer at home. Is a, is a good deed done. Yeah. <laughs> or something close to that effect. And it's, and it's true. And, and so I do try to pack as much power into each word as I can. So I, when I reread, I, I'm always, that's in the back of my head. So. Right. But to spin it back around to the yeah. email. We yes. are not related. Yes. We actually met. We no. we are both medical professionals. Well, you're retired. I'm still going. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, to break it down into a very that's short. That's how we sentence. met. Yes, that's, that's how we met. That's how we met, and and we just sort of developed from there over the years. You know, we both believe that people come into your life for a reason, and you don't always know when they come what that reason is, and uh, and we're finding new things every day that seem to be the reasons. Yes. Which is cool, because it makes us closer. So, Amber, thank you very much for your question. Okay, moving on. I was listening to this episode and got to thinking, I know it's a dangerous thing, why do you bash on celebs like Lindsay Lohan and Justin Bieber, but don't say a word about Amanda Bynes? I want to know what the fuck you think. Thanks. Emma Family from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Been there, too. Had a real good shrimp. Bullish. Oh, what was that? Chattanooga. That's where the choo-choo is. Chattanooga? I don't know. I've yeah, it is. There. It is. And there was a... We went there to see the choo-choo. And there's this, like, thing that goes up the mountain. Big, um... Mm, it's kind of like a grounded tram. Uh-huh. And it goes up the, this long, high mountain and back down again. It's kind of cool. And then there was a restaurant we ate in, and they had all-you-could-eat, peel-and-eat shrimp. I love those. The only thing is, I'm really lazy, and I hate to peel them. But we had Bob with us, and Bob loves to peel shrimp for Mom. (laughs) (laughs) So he was just peeling those shrimp, and I was just sucking them down. So what was the question? The question, yes. Why don't we pick on Amanda Bynes while we're at it? Because she's batshit crazy, for one. I was, and I was just going to say I would, except I don't really know anything about what she's done. No, 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 no. She's, she is. Is she? I think I saw something about her not the, not long, just the other day. Uh, Her parents are trying to gain control over her or something. Yeah, because she she is batshit crazy. Lit a fire in her driveway or something. Yeah, no, some stranger's driveway. Oh well, there you go. Lit her dog on fire on accident. Oh, you know what they always say. When you have a kid that plays with matches, yes, you have a child who's disturbed. And um, and I don't mean plays with matches. I mean plays it, with matches. And I, I'm not being funny or anything. I'm being very serious mm-hmm. as to why, because I've seen her and I know her story. Mm. Um, you know, being in the medical profession, you, you kind of see red mm. flags pop up. Mm-hmm. You know, like Justin Bieber, he's just a douchebag. Mm. Lindsay Lohan. She's just cracked out. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the things that I've seen, or not seen, but read about uh, Amanda Bynes, mm-hmm. red flags were flying up like she's yeah. mentally disturbed. It sounds like, yeah, if she's playing, and, burning the doggy up and stuff. And no. I, won't, mm-hmm. I won't go that far to make a laugh, especially if it's something. Yeah. Because if you're a douchebag, if you're a crack whore, that's your doing. But if you're mentally disturbed, that's not your that's, doing. Yeah, that's your cross to bear. And that's yeah, and that's I, a I, I won't go down that road. So that's why. So that's why, uh, Emma, uh, and and there you go. What more should we say? Nothing, except thank you for your email. Okay, then we have Sadie. If 
Last episode was David's 100th. How many podcasts have you done? Betty Harrison, Bakersfield, California. Well, we, I know where Bakersfield is. I do too. It's been there a hot, hot, hot time in Bakersfield. My brother actually lives in Lake Isabella. Yeah. Which is what about forty miles, thirty miles from Bakersfield? Could be, and uh, Fresno's nearby, and yeah. Sanger, and um, uh, shit, where is it? Their name's from Parlier. All in that vicinity, uh, Betty. She'll know all those places we just mentioned. She'll know. Uh, let's see. If it was, uh, how many have I done? How many podcasts have I done? Not counting with you or all together with you or just ours or what? Well, okay. actually, the only ones I've done are the ones with you. Right. Well, you've, we did Win in Burbank. You've done 20 Win in Burbank. Uh-huh. And 11 What We Think. Ah, okay. So that was now 31. So you're at 31 podcasts. 30. One podcast. I've cool. lost count on mine. Yeah, well, I can understand that because you're podcasting all the time. And Betty, we're going to be doing a new podcast. I am with uh, David's wife, Lacey. We're going to be doing starting, uh, which for me is tomorrow. I'm not sure what it'll be for you Start when you recording. hear this. We'll be recording starting tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be called Don't Get Us Started. And it's just uh, the two of us. Uh, giggling about inappropriate things all over the world. <laughs> okay. okay. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. Let me just okay. break this down. I saved this email for last. It's because when I read it, and you can actually hear it in my voice now, um, it's really emo- emotionally charged. Okay. It's very special. And I haven't read this yet, so here we go, folks. Brace ourselves. David K. Montoya and Sadie Burbank. I want to think, thank you. You two have helped me through the last... Oh, fuck. Have helped me through the last few weeks. You're right. <laughs> I lost my job last month and had to move in with my dad and stepmom. I've been feeling down, thinking about giving up on everything. But about three weeks ago, I was surfing around on my phone on Stitcher and found your podcast. I laughed and laughed. Whenever I feel down, I play back, I play a back episode and can't wait for Tuesdays and you guys' new episode. And while I'm aware we'll never meet, I still want to thank you for saving my life. God bless you too. Aaron from Queens, New York. Yeah, you're right. It made me cry. Aaron, God bless you. And I'm really, 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 really glad you had a, a phone that could do Stitcher. I'm sorry that you lost your job, and I'm sorry you had to move in with family. I know that's kind of a bummer. Even though you love your family, it's still a different thing having to depend on them. I'm really, really glad you didn't give up on everything. You know, it's... It's kind of like I used to tell my youngest kid when he was 16 years old and into sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I used to tell him, if you just live to 21, you might make it. And Aaron, if you just live another few days, you might make it. Don't give up. Because it may look black now. It may look black tomorrow. And it may look black for a long time. But every day that you take breath in and out is another chance for you to step a little closer to the light. And I don't mean that light. <laughs> I mean the good light, where you're free again from all that blackness and, and free to go on. And I'm glad you stayed with us, because that's what we want. We want you to stay with us. And if I can jump in, and this isn't Entertainment or Dave, this is just Dave. I walked that road not too long ago. I know exactly 100% how you feel. I worked at a job for eight years that I had respect from all my peers. I made good money. I lived a very nice, comfortable life. And within a stroke of a pin, I lost it all and found myself, my wife, and at the time, it was just my son. My, my daughter hadn't been born yet. 
And we found ourselves in a bedroom in northern Nevada. Within two months of losing my job, I lost everything. But you know what? You find something, your kids, your wife, your dog, whatever it is that you find that will push you forward to find your motivation because you will 100% come out of this. Because in order to go up, sometimes you have to go down. And when you go down, going back up, making that ascend, you appreciate it a lot more. That's true. And I, I too have been in that position, you know, when we were managing KOAs, uh, Ernie and I in Albuquerque in 1985, uh, I opened my big mouth at the wrong time and, and it cost us our job, our home because our home that we lived in was provided by our job, it cost us our health insurance. Fortunately, we had a travel trailer. We had to live in the travel trailer for a few months until we could uh, find work. Um, and then when we did find work, that didn't last very long. And uh, we wound up moving to Hesperia, where my parents lived. And we actually lived in their uh, back room that became a bedroom. Uh, till we got on our feet too. So you know, you're talking to two people here, Aaron, who who've been down the road you're on, and we're here to tell you there is an end to that road, and it's a good end. It's not. It's Absolutely. not. It's not a brick wall. You know, they that joke about I see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it's a train coming at me. That sometimes feel like feels like that's the way it is, but it isn't. Um, and all I can tell you is. Email us anytime you want. Oh, absolutely. And anytime you feel like just venting, put it in an email and send it to us. And if you say don't don't speak about this on the on the podcast, we won't. But we'll read it and we'll and we'll think about you and hold good thoughts for you and pray for you in our hearts. And before we go into the next segment, one more thing I just want to say is even though for me that you know what I was just talking about with me losing my job and losing my house and losing my car and losing my money and my banking accounts and losing the people who I thought were friends out of that came one of the greatest things in my life without that without that happening for me without me losing everything my baby girl my daughter wouldn't have been born that's right with Sadie and she's a hoot. <laughs> With Sadie, if she would have worked, continued to work at KOA, she would have never come to Hesperia. <laughs> she would have never met me, and we would have, we won't, you know, we wouldn't be here entertaining you week in and week out, you know, being silly and stupid and, and you know, just being who we are. Everything happens for a reason. That's right. It does. It does indeed. And you'll be able to laugh again like we do. You will. I promise. Just hang on. Just hang on. It sounds fucked up to say this, but there are really people in this world who are worse off than you are. They don't have a mom and st- or a dad and a stepmom to go and stay with. They, they're out on the fucking street. And if you find yourself out on the fucking street someday, there's still people worse off than you are. And you got to just keep telling yourself that. I'm not as bad off as I could be. Even if you really don't believe it, just tell yourself that anyhow. And eventually you'll start to believe it. And eventually it'll start to be true. And and I know I just have to have faith that you're that you're going to come out of this one way or another. Just don't give up. Yeah, because giving up is is giving in and and letting the devil have his way, and you don't want to do that. That's you know this is the, this is the only chance you got to make it right. Is this life? Use it to the very best that you can, and it'll all come out. Honest, it will. And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, 
Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. And we're back. We actually we had to step away and, and take a little break from things because we got a little too um, emotional. Emotional, yeah. So we we took about a half an hour break, and now we're back, and now hopefully we can segue into some amusing, funny stuff. Some, something light. Keep it light. Speaking of light, did I segue good again? <laughs> Um, every week, you know, I go online and try to find somebody that does something good because mm-hmm. the news always has right. bad stuff. Right. And, you know, every week I go and find someone that did something good and we call it the helping hand. Right. This week's helping hand, the topic is Jodie Foster helps Jamie Lee Curtis after a car accident. Really? Yes. Wow. And I, I found this through U.S. Magazine. Okay. Or Us Magazine. Yeah. I'm not here, but I, I hey, see. Hey, Us is spelled U.S. Yes. So there you go. So Us Magazine reports that Curtis, 54, sustained minor injuries when the accident occurred in Venice, California. She was a passenger in the back of a Yukon SUV that was hit by a BMW. The driver of the SUV reportedly sustained more serious injuries. However... Curtis was able to place a call to Foster, age 50, before the ambulance took her to a nearby hospital. According to TMZ, Foster arrived almost instantly. Curtis is reporting to do well, according to reps for the actress. Both actresses first came into the scene in 1970, Foster in the role in her dramatic such as Taxi Driver, 
and Disney films such as Freaky Friday. Curtis in horror films as Halloween, 1978. Their career paths later diverged as Curtis segued into comedies such as, ironically, Freaky Friday remake, while Foster won an Oscar in her performance in the drama The Accused. Now, I, I, my voice is better, but I'm going to try my best not to get off on a rant. Well, first, good for her for showing up for a friend, but wouldn't you, like, call 911 first before you called your friend? Well, I, I, I wondered when, when it said, uh, but did, somebody had called 911, hadn't they? Because didn't, didn't, read that part again. Read that part again, because I got confused there, too. You want me to read the whole article again? No, just the part about when she called. Um, okay, let's see. It says, however, Curtis was able to place a call to Foster before the ambulance took her to a nearby there you hospital. Go. Okay, so she, it sounds like she was in the ambulance. So they were there already. So maybe, like, she and Foster are good friends. Is that why she put in a call to her? Well, I mean... Hello, let me call up uh, Hugh Jackman here. I've just had an accident. Hey, yeah. Wolverine, come around, baby. Bring your six-pack and let's talk. I mean, what? You and Wolverine. I, listen, I like that man's body. I'm sorry. <sighs> if I was his age, I'd be after him. Debbie would have a problem. Well, no, because he really loves his wife. But <laughs> I lust after him. I admit it. <laughs> I totally admit it. Goodness gracious. And, you know, especially when you think about he had to go from, like, what he was. Did you see Les Mis? Um, I seen bits and pieces of it. Okay. You saw what he looked like in Les Mis. Yeah. You know, sticks and bones and skin. and Yeah, he looked rough. Little patchy hair and stuff like that. He looked like death warmed over. And he actually looked like that. But in Wolverine, that was him, too. He actually... And I've read this about him. He actually does that. He builds up his body or tears it down, depending on the role that he's playing, which right. I, you know, we, we could go a whole night on whether or not that's <laughs> smart. But the, the point is, you know, that's him. That's not CG, folks. I mean, yeah, the, the fingernails are, yes, but no, the six pack is him, all him, those nice broad, Rippling muscular shoulders and all like that. Somebody get Sadie a tissue. She's <laughs> drooling on the pop filters. Jesus, I'm telling you. But anyway, she called. She called her because I guess they're friends. Mm -hmm. So okay, so you were wondering why did she call her? Why? I mean, well, they're friends. Apparently, apparently they're friends. No. Does it say what jo Jody did for her when no, she? No, that's well, it. Well, what's the headline say? The headline says she helped her. Yes. Well, what'd she do? Doesn't it say? It doesn't say what she helped what kind of That's irresponsible journalism. What is that, bait and switch? Here's a headline. Jodie Foster helps Jamie Lee Curtis after accident. And then you read, what, a recipe for potato salad? I yeah. mean, come on. Where's the story? <laughs> the story is secret lovers. Yeah, that's what we are. No. Sorry, I just had to throw that in there. Uh, I don't get that. But in any case. You don't get it? Well, I get it, but I don't think it's applicable in this case. Uh, I think we've got some laughs. Oh, well, okay. If, if nothing um, on that, then they, they laughed at my attempt to try to sing. Oh, well, that is laughable, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, I mean, as to why she called, apparently they're friends. It doesn't say. No. She just got carted off in an ambulance, but got call her. Well, why did they... Why did they... Oh. See, and the funny thing is, is I was almost about to ditch the helping hand this week because I really couldn't find nothing. Um, Nobody's helping anybody. No, nobody helped anybody. <laughs> but that's what I found, and it said, it said help it said in the title. Helps, and I'm like, yeah. okay, so and that's she, what I went but, with. But obviously they didn't, there wasn't any, well, maybe it was helpful to her to be able to talk talk to her on the phone. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe that was helpful. Maybe that was help. Maybe she gave her encouragement or some such, you know. I don't know why they would, put a headline up though and not tell the story what who is that who is that that was the who did that that was us or us us magazine yes okay well there you go um and this isn't on the on on what i have down but it just popped into my head and i just wanted to pick your brain about this okay 
Um, do you know the dispute between CBS and uh, Time Warner? Time Warner? <laughs> yeah. You, you have been following that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, I'm one of those type of people, and, and actually Terry Shearer and I, we, we had a discussion. It wasn't even on record. It would have been a really good podcast. But <laughs> we were talking about that. Yeah. And I just wanted to kind of pick your brain about it. Because I okay. feel that good for Time Warner. Because I think that CBS is being greedy. Now, mind you, if you have, if you're here in California and you get a digital antenna receiver, you mm-hmm. can watch CBS for nothing, mm-hmm. for zero dollars, mm-hmm. because of the advertisers that pay. Mm-hmm. So, now when a, couple, a cable station comes and says, "Okay, we want to syndicate your your network, mm-hmm. we're going to pay you X amount of dollars," mm-hmm. that's all profit. Mm-hmm. That's basic, you know, civics. That's mm-hmm. that's economics. It's all wrapped in one. Mm-hmm. It's all profit, mm-hmm. and. Now they're at the point of greed where they're like, well, no, we want more money. Well, everybody wants more money. That's what the name of the game is. The whole thing is if you've got Time Warner and you want CBS, do what Time Warner did to CBS. Dump them. They're not the only cable company out there, folks. No. Go, you know, get some other cable company. And they did. They dumped them. I think this is... As of the recording, I think this is day three or four. Yeah. Well, see, they dumped them, and then they picked them back up again. And then they dumped them again. Uh-huh. And it's like, don't make up your mind for crying out loud. Yeah. You either don't or you do. What is it? You know, like I said, you know, there's half a dozen or more major cable, cable companies out there. Some of them I wouldn't have if they paid me to have them. <laughs> Okay, right. and I've told them that at like the fair and shit. When you know you're walking around the fair trying to enjoy your corn dog, and some jerk wants to hand you something about some television right network. Thing. Yeah. yeah, and I told this guy, I said I wouldn't have that if you paid me. And he looked at me like I insulted him. And I <laughs> probably did. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I've seen your shit, and I don't like it, so I don't have it. I have what I do have because I like it. Hmm. It's a matter of personal taste. That's true. But no, if, you know, and the thing is, I can see why some people are kind of like not interested right now because they don't want to change because, you know, the way Time Warner's yo-yoing with all this, they'll probably take them back on in another week. Yeah. You know, and then dump them, you know, it'll be up, it'll be down, it'll be but yes, the thing it'll is, be is no. What, what they're doing is they're pissing off the viewers. That's what I mean. I'm speaking for the viewers right, at right. this point. And I'd be like, no, man, you know, you got a week, okay? You're going to dump them, then, you know, make that commitment and, and dump them and then take your lumps. Right. Because you got a few people here that are going to switch. A few, okay? I admit, not everybody. Maybe there are a lot of people that agree with Time Warner and they're willing to give up their CBS <laughs> programming schedule for it. I sort of doubt it, but maybe. You never know. Well, it's possible, you know, but I don't think so. I think people want their own entertainment for their own reasons. And unless they have a vested interest in Time Warner's profit level, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to give a shit. They're going to say, listen, I want my goddamn show. Right. I want CBS Sunday morning. I want uh, the CBS News tonight or whatever the hell. Big brother. Whatever. Is that, oh yeah, your guilty pleasure. That's my on guilty CBS. pleasure. Yes, yeah. it is. See, aren't you glad you don't have Time Warner? So. I'd be out there. You know. Occupy CBS. Yeah. You'd be picketing. You know. So, no, I don't care. You know, it's like, that's why God gave you opposable thumbs. You change know? the channel. Yeah. You can make change, a phone call. You can make the phone call. You can say, excuse me, but I guess I don't love you anymore after all. Bye bye. You know. Unless you contracted in with them, and then you're sort of screwed for a while. But I don't know if they're even doing that anymore, are they? Are they doing contracting like that? I mean, you can get bennies for contracting. Right. Well, I was going to say, you I know. have a contract, but it was because yeah. of the benefit. Yeah, and and you can change your contract around, and all you're yeah. going to lose is your benefits, but you're not going to be out the money no, and, no. and stuff like that. So, you know, if, if it's not like a cell phone. Right. Where you dump them, you know, you, okay, now your cell phone's going to cost you $1,000. It was free, but now it's a grand. Yeah. Oh, fine. No. So I would say if you don't like them, 
Leave him. That would be me. No, I, I'm. I actually, I was trying to think of a segue to bring in, but there's no segue. Okay. So I'll just go just with. Just go with the next subject. Oh, yeah. Next. Once a week, we always come in and we, we always say goodbye to Somebody people. Somebody that's gone. That's gone. Who's gone? Oh, I know one that's gone. Let's see if it's the one. Um, and as I was going through, there was one particular person, and I honestly, I'll be honest, I, I didn't know the name, but no, I clicked on the Wikipedia page and saw her face. I knew exactly who, who she that's was. That's what I was going to suggest. And yeah. that is uh, Elaine. Eileen. Eileen. Brennan. Brennan, yeah. yes. Um, I remember her from Private Ryan. Or Private Benjamin. Or Private Benjamin, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Private Ryan, wrong one. <laughs> yeah, she. Uh, I think I think a lot of people remember her from Private Benjamin because that was probably one of her stellar performances. She's had a, a larger body of work than that, but I think a lot of people really got to know her very well through I agree. that through that movie, and it was she was so good. She was. She was just excellent in that part. She had it nailed. So it says here that uh, she was an American actress of film, television, and theater. Uh, Brennan was best known for her roles as Dor Doreen Lewis in Private Benjamin, which she received an Oscar nomination and for Best Supporting Actress. She reprised the role for the TV adaptation, winning both a Golden Globe and Emmy for her performance. She, re uh, she received Emmy nominations for her guest starring roles in The New Heart, 30-something, Taxi, and Will and & Grace. And I thought it would just be fun just to kind of rehash the, the old memories from uh, Private Benjamin. So... <laughs> Judy Benjamin. Ma'am, yes, ma'am. Well, I've got a reward for you, my little hero. You're all gonna scour every inch this rat's nest. Inside out, I mean. I mean the bed frames, the window ledges, the, the linoleum, the toilet seats. You understand me? Ma'am, yes, ma'am. I can't hear you. Ma'am, ma yes, ma'am. Ma I can't hear you. Ma'am, ma yes, ma'am. It breaks my little old heart. I have to bust up our winning team, but I have been assigned to a new post. A good post. Let's not keep in touch, shall we? That's just a classic, classic scene. I like the one where she's where she first meets her and and asks her what her name is and stuff. She's just it's priceless. If you haven't seen Private Benjamin, and it's likely a lot of you haven't because it is not a new movie. 
When no, did it, it came come out? out? In the, it came out in the 80s. Yeah, sometime in the 80s, uh, but Netflix carries it, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And probably the red box on your friendly corner carries it. And Actually, it came out people. in 1980. Did it? Okay. So it came out 33 years ago. When, when uh, Goldie Hawn still had her best assets <laughs> and uh, wore them well. And Goldie's always been a, an idol of mine. I always wanted to be Goldie Hawn. At least a part of me did. The part that did not succumb to gravity. <clears throat> uh, anyhow, uh, if you get a chance to see Private Benjamin, you won't, you won't be disappointed. No, it's not at all. It's a very good movie. It's not just funny. It actually has it's a an decent story. Movie. It, it, has it works decent, for all yeah, generations. It has a decent story. Uh, it's, 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 it's well worth the hour and a half or two hours that it takes to see it. And, Absolutely. And you'll enjoy it. So for Eileen Brennan, we say goodbye. Yes, we do. All right. And now as we move, continue to move in, um, no geek news this week. No geeks. That, that really hurt. I was like, come on. Oh, somebody must have done something geeky. No, sorry. No, no geeks. Okay. So... That means that we are jumping right into this week's headline news. Ah, okay. And guess what, boys and girls? Believe it or not, we have no Justin Bieber news. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <coughs> Thank you. And it's not because he hasn't been busy being his little Justin self. I'm sure he has. But we've managed to convince David, Lacey, David's wife, and I have managed to convince David that most of us are not quite as excited about bashing Bieber as he is, and so there isn't anything that he that he feels compelled to throw out at this point about the young man. Thank douchebag. you. Douchebag. <laughs> douchebag. <clears throat> He's such a douchebag, they made a song about him. <laughs> but unfortunately, I can't get the rights to play it. Oh, well. But I do have some news that's going to make you happy. Okay, I'm ready. Ellen DeGeneres is set to oh, yes. host the Oscars yes. in 2014. Yes, I know she's going to be doing it. I think that's terrific. I'm, I'm really happy about that. And I, I love her. She's fantastic. And she posted from its uh, Twitter, which I know you're not a big fan of. Well, only because I just don't know how to make it work. But she posted off her Twitter feed. It says, it's official. I'm hosting the Oscars. I'd like to thank the Academy, my wife, Porsche. Porsche? Uh-huh. Oh dear, there goes the orchestra. And that's her official comment. <laughs> there goes the orchestra. There goes the orchestra. That's what it says. Okay. <clears throat> I don't know what that means. So, Am I being dense? Do you know what that means? No, actually that went right over my head too. Oh, well, that's okay. Not everything she says reaches me, but that's all right. But I, I think this is going to be... She has, by the way, like, what, 22 million Twitter followers or something i don't know a bunch it doesn't say what a how bunch. many she has it's just it's actual a picture of her post yeah that they've posted up yeah. online well you could google it if you're really curious how many does she have it's a lot um and i think that she's going to do well I'm, I'm trying to actually pull up who who did well it was oh it's seth Mc, uh McFarland who did last year's Oh yeah, yeah, and he was okay. He, he was, he was, you know, he was decent. And, yeah. and we actually did a, a a show last year about the about the Oscars. Oscars, did yes. we? Yes, we did. Oh, we're so awkward. But <laughs> I, I think that she's going to bring something totally different to it, and I think it's going to be more enjoyable because, for one, she writes her own jokes. So I and think, she is talented. Yes. Yes. Not so, that Seth isn't talented. He is. I was surprised how well he sung them. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, he did good. But he I, I good. do think that she's going to bring something more entertaining to the show. Yeah, I and, think so. you know, at this point, what is it? Like the 90 something Oscar? You know, are we in 90s? Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, after this point of it being broadcasted since the age of broadcasting, mm-hmm. you know, they're, they've got to keep it fresh. And I know that you it's know, not after, easy. After all these years, it's, it's, it's yeah, it's it's not easy. You know, there's only so many ways you can fry an egg, and then after that, you kind of have to do it over again. So yeah, I, I wanted to bring that one up in the headline news because I knew that you would enjoy it. Yeah, I'm thrilled. I am 
thrilled. Can't wait. And since I made a statement last episode that I would not bash Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. um, the other name brought into question was Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Well, if I can't bash one, then why not go to the other? <laughs> this comes from the Huffington Post. Lindsay Lohan urged to extend stay in rehab, advised not to live with mother when released. Mm. Uh, I echo that. I don't think mom did all that good a job to start with. (laughs) But, in fairness to mothers everywhere, children make their own decisions, however ill-advised or well-advised they may have been. This is true. Whether they're 16 or, or 26, they still make their own decisions. And again, this comes from the Huffington Post. It says, Lindsay Lohan is reported ready to book it out of rehab once her court-ordered 90 days are up, despite being urged to extend her treatment for another 30 days. <laughs> Radar Online, which I've never even heard of, reports that the 27-year-old, the 27-year-old's treatment team in Cliff Malib- Cliffside Malibu has asked her to consider continuing her inpatient treatment because she's been making such good progress. Uh, is it good progress, or is it just because she puts out really good checks? Oh, I don't know. I was wondering that myself, you know. Oh, yeah, you're doing you're doing pretty good. We should keep you here for another uh, 3,000, I mean, yeah. 30 days. Yeah. I, I kind of get that same feeling. It's like, is she getting better or not? And if she is, then... What are you chinging off of her for? Right. No, I don't know. If I were her, I would. Uh, I would want to feel very confident in my psychiatric care before I would want to just lay out tons of bucks. It That's says Lohan, who is in rehab to avoid jail time after she pled no contest to reckless driving and lying to the police, <laughs> began her 90-day stay at the Betty Ford Center in May. Before moving to Cliffside in June. And she's been doing better because what? She's in the rehab and can't get to a car and drive around and... Drink and drugs and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's not what I call doing better. Doing better is what you're doing on the outside when you can do naughty and don't. I think that's doing better. Just because you can stay inside a rehab and not slip and slide down that slope again, does that mean you're doing better? I don't know, because I don't really, I fortunately or unfortunately, I don't really know enough about rehab and what goes on there and all of that, so I shouldn't really bash them too much. And it usually. says, a inside source says, the treatment team wants Lindsay to stay for at least another 30 days before she didn't do her entire 90 days at Cliffside. Someone with her addiction and psychiatric issues needs extensive treatment, and 90 days is just isn't enough. She's in a really good place right now, but her doctors want her to continue. Yeah, it's real hard to. Ching, yeah, ching, it's real hard to ching. not question their motives. I have to say. On the other hand, uh, like I said, I'm not a shrink. I'm not in the business. I'm not experienced. I don't have anything but my own badly working knowledge on this subject so well at least she's not like a mom or anything you know at least she can take care of herself speaking of mom do you know who simon cow is oh yes i do what do you think of simon cow what do i think of him yes as a person or a professional whatever just in general Uh, well he seems he can be charming i'm glad you went with that one first um I have seen him on television. I have agreed and disagreed with him at times when he evaluates a performance by uh, a singer. I have questioned his motives at times when he... I'm glad you bring that up, too. When he uh, evaluates the performance. Uh, I could spend the rest of my life never ever running into him and I wouldn't feel badly uh, but I hold him no ill will as far as that goes oh god you're just setting things up good for me good I'm glad you said no ill will because 
the now this is coming from the mirror.co.uk because he's a Brit, so this is news yeah, coming from yeah, the yeah, UK. Yeah. And the mirror's topic is Simon Cal is having a baby with friend's wife. Mogul moms, Julie says he'll be a fantastic dad. Wait a minute now. Who who's friend? I'm getting there. Oh, okay. okay. Laura Silverman is still married to one of Cal's closest friends. That's the under... Former closest friends. I would imagine. Unless they're just insane friends. It says, Showbiz pal were left stunned by the news that X-Factor boss Simon Cal is becoming a father. That's it. The 53-year-old and music mogul is having a baby with New York uh, socialite Lauren Silverman, who's 36. She is still married to Cal's closest friend, real estate investor Andrew, 37. Gossip Magazine, U.S. Weekly claims... Oh, shit. Here we go. We're bringing up you, uh, us, us Weekly again. Mm-hmm. Um, claims... Lauren is around 10 weeks along in the pregnancy, and the baby is due in February, after Cal turns 54 in October. Pal, David Williams, confirmed the news on Twitter with a jokey remark. Oh, yeah? And Simon Cal is doing a baby with a lady? Meanwhile, the last night, or meanwhile, last night, Simon's mom, Julie, said, It's wonderful. He'll be a fantastic dad. A source said, Lauren and Andrew have been married for almost 10 years, but have been unhappy. Uh, I don't think this helped. (laughs) Were uh, were they separated? I'm I'm just looking for it. Oh, okay. Uh, It says, Cal is recently living in New York for U.S. X-Factor auditions, and Lauren was a contestant present after he began dating her around the start of the year. Previously, she had been described as his best friend, <laughs> but she turned into a love rival for Cal's ex-fiancee, Megan Hasseni, and was opposed to their engagement. Oh, I've gotten so confused now. Who's who's who? <laughs> Jesus well, all you need to take away from this? Whose friend is a is now she's with a woman or what? No, his his ex fiance. His ex. Oh, his ex fiance yeah. is now friends with who? The baby mommy. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what okay. what to take away from all this is that mm-hmm. Simon Cow slept with one of his friend's wives. And is now is pregnant, which Simon Cow's mom thinks is wonderful. That's yeah. what you take away from this. Well, I guess. <laughs> I mean, man can afford to go to the drugstore, can't he? This is true. Why wouldn't he not? Oh, well. Maybe he did. Maybe it broke. Oops. Uh-huh. <laughs> you are such on I'm a good. roll. I'm good. Segways. I'm good. Okay. Next. Speaking of broken. Yes. The next <laughs> actually comes from the Toronto Sun. And the headline in the Toronto Sun says... Yeah. Donny Osmond injures his butt muscle on piano. <laughs> Ouch! Did you hear about this? No, but that hurts. I've hurt my butt muscles before. It hurts. Veteran you mean is like his his his. What do they call him? Well, well, we're about to find out. Okay, okay. Veteran pop star Donny Osmond A eh, has been forced <laughs> to sit out of. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bad part. <laughs> Veteran porn porn star. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there's a Freudian slip. Oi, hey. <laughs> anyway. Oh, goodness. I think it's getting too late. You think? Yeah. Uh, Let's try this. Take three. <laughs> <clears throat> Veteran, Veteran pop star pop Donnie star. Osmond has been forced to set out his Las Vegas show after tearing his buttocks muscle during a performance. His mo- uh, gluteus maximus. Gluteus maximus. That's what I'm trying to get out. The but ha- But now... Is that the best choice of words? He's been forced to sit out. <laughs> That's why I Come said. on. That's why I paused because that was a horrible pun. That is so bad. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the fifty more glue. Oh. The fifty-five-year-old on stage with his sister Marie at the Flamingo Hotel and Casino recently, when he leaped onto a piano and aggressively, or not aggressively, 
leaped on a piano and agitated an exiting injury. And that's what it says, an exiting injury, according to LasVegasSun.com. What, exiting? The injury was exiting or he was exiting? No, it said exiting injury. What the fuck does that mean? Well, maybe not only did he pull his gluteus max. Why can't I have their job? I can write. <laughs> I I speak English very well. I know how to write succinctly. I could I could squeeze it all in the same space, and you'd know what the fuck I was talking about. What yes. the hell does that mean? It says reports suggest that Osman had had to go under had to undergo surgery to repair his gluteus maximus. No, and is now resting up. His brother Muriel, or Meryl, has replaced him on stage with Marie. No. And the Globe reports after the singer is being groomed to stand up for or stand in for Donnie on more than one show. He his fun loving sister says, I've always known he's been a butt. But now <laughs> he's proven it. They had to operate on his butt? Yes. Oh ow. What the, what he, did he tear the muscle? He had to have torn it if he had to have yeah, a surgery. Yeah, I was thinking that. Just from hopping on a piano, being cute, probably. Uh huh. Oh, watch me hop. 50, how old? 55. Come on, Donnie. You don't hop on pianos at 55 years of age. That's Any true. asshole knows that. Now you know it too. Yeah, I bet your asshole uh, knows it too. I bet your asshole knows it too, yeah. All right, oh. kids. Well, hmm. that's it for this week. Are we done? Yes, we went by really fast. We did good. We did. So I am David K. Montoya. And I am S. Sadie Burbank. And you know what we think, so now you know. Come back next week. We'll be here. Peace out. Yo. <laughs> Not what we know, because we don't know shit. What we think. <laughs> <laughs> David K. Montoya, S.A. Burbank Podcast. Or S.A. Burbank, David K. Montoya Podcast. <laughs> the game plan, yeah. The, uh, the show. Let's make it up. Let's actually make some. <laughs> and see, I came up with more. Google it. Not what we know, because we don't know shit.